pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Now on FM 1071. Well, I don't mind being cussed and cursed. That's okay by me. <laughs> as, long, as long as we get to our goal. Good morning. It's 5.06, and yet we had storms in the area last night. They're moving out of here, and it's going to be nice for the, well, for the foreseeable future. I'll get into the, uh, we got another shot Friday night at some more, and probably a better shot than what we had last night at some strong storms on Friday night. But all the Fiesta stuff looks like it's going to be all right. So we'll get into that in a couple minutes. But uh, first of all, my name was taken in vain a few times yesterday, I understand, from people down at the San Antonio Board of Realtors. But I really don't care. <laughs> Apparently, according to some former members and some current members, uh, the, the, the board is pretty liberal. And the, the, the head of the board now, is her name Melissa? What is her name? Anyway, they're, they're very, she's very liberal and didn't want to do anything about uh, Prop A, didn't want to say a word about Prop A. And uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, I started to talk about the San Antonio Board of Realtors that, hey, listen, you know what? You guys got a, you got a huge stake in this because in every city where a Prop A-type legislation has been put into effect, soft on crime, then what they have done is they have, they have basically run business out of town, and that leaves a lot of open spaces for commercial real estate, and then it starts to affect the uh, private real estate as well. So you and I have been talking about that, right? We, we've been going over over that. We've been talking about how the San Antonio Board of Realtors needs to take a position opposing Prop A, and they didn't want to. Uh, Elaine called Gilbert down there, and Gilbert said, no, we don't want to take a position on it. The, uh, in other words, a lot of the board is liberal. But you you kept after it. You guys are always saying, what can I do, what can I do, what can I do? And you did it. You kept after the San Antonio Board of Realtors. And so, Sarah, that's it, Sarah, not not Melissa, Sarah Garish, that's right. So, uh, as of yesterday, the San Antonio Board of Realtors put this out. Vote against Proposition A, general election, Saturday, May 6th. Why vote against? And then they talk about eliminating police discretion, unintended consequences, unenforceable, costly legal challenges, etc. What is Prop A? And they go into a little bit of detail over here on this piece about what is Prop A. Uh, theft of property, less than 750, theft of service, all those things that you and I have talked about, right? How to help. Make sure you're registered to vote. Check your registration status here, and you can click to see if you're actually registered. Vote against Proposition A. Educate your friends, your family, and colleagues. In other words, I call that your circle of influence, right? Educate your friends, your family, and colleagues about the potential harm this will have in San Antonio. And here it is, and they put up resources here where you can get a sample ballot and check your voter. All that stuff that Elaine has put on my page, the Treyware page, KTSA.com. So, look, you did it. I brought this cause to you and said what we need to do is we need to get on the San Antonio Board of Realtors, and you prevailed against a bunch of liberals, <laughs> okay, who uh, people were texting me yesterday. I was actually out of town yesterday after the show was over. I had to leave town for a while, and uh, <laughs> people were texting me while I'm out of town doing some business. And they're saying, uh, your name's been taken in vain down here. People had some, some, uh, some rough things to say about, about you because they're, they're liberal Democrats. I don't care. That's all right. That's okay. Uh, we, we got it done. We got the San Antonio Board of Realtors to make a public stance and to come out in opposition to Prop A. And what that does, the reason that's important, is it notifies all of their members. They have tons of members around here that are real estate agents, and it notifies them. And a lot of them didn't even know Prop A was going on, and they were going to lose their ass. I'm sorry. shouldn't say ass this time of the one. They were going to lose their rear ends uh, if Prop A were to pass. And But they didn't know anything about it, and that's what liberals want. That's what the Democrats want. They don't want this talked about. They want it just to slide on through. And, folks, early voting numbers suck. 
They're terrible. Go check the Bear County website. Early voting numbers are less than 1% right now. Less than 1% of registered voters in Bear County. Now, you know, I always say, well, maybe we're holding out for Election Day. I, 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 don't think that's, I don't think that's the case. I just think that people are not interested. What, what that means is your vote, the, 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 the fact that the numbers on early voting don't look all that great means your vote will have more impact. Your no vote will have more impact. Your against vote on Proposition A will have more of an impact. And really on the, <laughs> on the council members and the mayor, too. Keep that in mind, that you have an opportunity here because maybe we're looking at another 10 or 12% of registered voters showing up that maybe we have a chance as conservatives to impact the election more so than in the past. So if fewer people are showing up to vote on this thing and more conservatives show up, well, you know the results. By the way, uh, Ron was very happy to put up yesterday on his IG account with his arms crossed and big muscles and everything. He was very happy to put up that he earned a 100% rating from the Planned Parenthood abortion industry leaders. That's what Planned Parenthood is. They they are the uh, abortion industry leaders. And that Ron Nirenberg gets a 100% rating from them, giving him their full support and endorsement. Well, why wouldn't they? He fully supports abortion. He thinks abortion is just fine. Let's do it. Let's do more abortion. Hey. So supporting the abortion of little ones, of human beings, pays, doesn't it, Ron? You got the endorsement of Planned Parenthood. Wow, that's a great one to have, huh? Whew. Murders jumped 10% since 2021 in major Democrat-led U.S. cities thanks to soft-on-crime policies. Researchers with WalletHub found that the cities like Memphis, New Orleans, Richmond, Washington, D.C., Detroit, they all have the biggest homicide rate problems, and they all are led by left-wing mayors like San Antonio. In fact, if you want to know the fact about San Antonio's mayor, he's more left-wing than the mayors in those cities. And so the soft-on-crime policies of Prop A, this has been just one of the reasons I have been standing up against Prop A since it was introduced. The soft-on-crime policies, the murder rate is up 10% in these cities where, that are being led by Democrat mayors like Ron Nirenberg, who introduced these soft-on-crime policies like Prop A, the murder rate skyrockets. Well, why wouldn't it? If, if these guys just go through a turnstile and they continue to come back in, they go into the system, they come back out. They go in the system, they come back out. Boom, 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 boom. And they're never charged with anything, no problem whatsoever. Crime, please keep this in mind, crime is progressive. The kid who starts by walking out of something in his pocket from Walmart someday might end up committing murder. It's a real thing. You can show research that crime is a progressive thing. Well, I got away with this. I wonder if I'll get away with that. I got away with that. I wonder if I'll get away with more. That's how crime works, and that's how you end up with murder rates increasing when you go soft on petty crime. And that's why you have to stop it early, and you have to get guys in the system early and hold them accountable early so that they don't turn into that big-time horrible criminal that, uh, you know, when the guy from Uber Eats shows up at the door with your chow, you don't kill him, chop him up, and put him in a bag like this MS-13 guy in Florida. We'll talk about that here in a little while as well. So continue uh, to hammer away. On Prop A in your circle of influence, good for the San Antonio Board of Realtors for finally taking a, an anti-Prop um, A position, even though many of them are doing it under protest. Uh, you force their hand, good for you, way to go, and to keep it up. Keep talking to people, your circle of influence, your friends, your church, everybody that you can talk to about it uh, you need to make sure you let them know now early voting continues today and then it's going to be off tomorrow because everything is off tomorrow battle of flowers is happening around san antonio and then it comes back on monday and tuesday and then the election is may 6th the following saturday back in a minute trey Ware, ktsa hey trey Ware here for that he's just hanging out giving press conferences in israel <laughs> the press conference aired at about four something right at four o'clock our time a.m here in san antonio and i watched it and it was really good 
he really is a great answerer of questions. So at one point during the questioning of him in Israel, uh, somebody threw out this narrative of back when he was a JAG officer, this, that, and the other. And he said, hold on just a minute. They wouldn't have known me back then. I was nobody. I was not even on anybody's radar screen back then, so they wouldn't have known me. And all this is is you trying to carry forward with a narrative. Stick with the facts. Quit trying to push a narrative. Next, and he pointed at somebody else. So it was very Trumpian, but a lot classier and had more facts when he uh, when when he went off on the... Uh, uh, cl- clearly, the media, that is... As I've said over and over again, uh, and I'm just going to keep telling you, they work for the government, and wasn't that proved yesterday in the Rose Garden? Wasn't that great? Do you know what I'm talking about? Did you see this? So El Presidente is up there with the president of South Korea, Mr. Yu, and it comes time to answer questions, question and answer. And the president calls on an L.A. Times reporter. And it just so happened there was an enterprising photographer that got a picture of the president holding her name, a picture of her. It says, first question. And there is the question written out for the president, and there's the answer written out for the president in his hands. And they took a picture of it. It's all over the place now. It's everywhere. And what this shows, one of two things. Now, what a lot of people are saying is that she wrote the question and gave it to like somebody in the White House so that they could prep the president. I know that sounds plausible, but I have to tell you, I don't believe that one. I turned that upside down. I think that the administration and the people who are running the show, I think they write the questions. And they write them for all of them. For all of them. I'm talking about the, the, all the biggies, with the exception of probably Peter Ducey. I'm talking about the biggies. And they give those questions to those reporters, because those reporters, keep in mind, they work for them. Okay? When you're watching the news, the script that is read was written in a central mill that writes these things and sent them out, and these guys spend about 10 minutes prepping their their stand-up, and they read the script that was sent out to them. A lot of times they can't even pronounce the names right and all that kind of stuff, but they just don't care. They're not journalists. What they are, propagandists for the left wing that is taking down America. And that was very clear yesterday when the president is sitting there holding the question and the answer let me go to Carol. She's the first one. And she stood up and asked the question, and the president answered, and there's her picture on the piece of paper, and the next one, and the next one, and the next one on down the line. So, I, I mean, it, either way is plausible. Either she wrote the question and gave it to, to um, Karine Jean-Pierre or whoever to give to the president or to prep for the president, or more like what I believe happens, it's the other way around. They write it, they prep it, and they go to her and say, here's the question you are to ask. Uh, she's she works for them. She doesn't work for the L.A. Times. Right? That that's the name on a paycheck. But she and all of the others out there, with very few exceptions, work for the government. And when um, Elon Musk said it a couple of uh, weeks ago that they are government, they are arms of the government in the media. That is in in the newsroom media. That is absolutely one hundred percent true. true. House Republicans passing the debt ceiling increase yesterday. Hate to see this. Has little chance over in the Senate. No chance with Biden. Biden says, I'm not going to negotiate with Republicans. Not even going to look at this. Democrats want to further destroy America, increasing spending with no cuts. Now, the thing that McCarthy has has some cuts in it. But it still raises the debt ceiling to $31 trillion. Knock it off. We're not raising the debt ceiling. Just stand your ground. And Matt Gates did, and Andy Biggs did yesterday, and a couple of others. There were four Republicans who voted against it. Good for them. Well, we can't, we can't go broke in America. People are going to suffer. Well, people, I'm going to tell you something. People are going to suffer due to the debt exploding. The bill will always come due. Always. It always does. You can't avoid it. And so right now, and this is not complicated. I mean, there's a lot of moving parts and pieces, but this is not complicated. Think about your own life. 
what lending institution would continue to lend money to you if you had 10 cars that you're underwater and you can't pay for anymore? you got 14 houses you can't pay for anymore. You've got credit card debt out to hoo-ha, and you can't pay for it either. What, what lending institution is going to give you more money? It doesn't happen that way in real life because once you get to a point where you're maxed out and you are spending more than what's coming in every month, they look at that and they cut you off. No, sir, you're not going to buy that 20th house. No, ma'am, you're not going to buy that 15th Rolls Royce. We're not allowing that to happen because you can't pay it back. You need to prove your ability to pay it back, and the United States cannot prove that. And every time they go up on the debt ceiling, and I know this is boring crap, you know, nobody wants to talk about the debt ceiling or anything, but we have to. This is the thing that is bringing our country down. This is it. This is it. There's a multiple other things that are going on. But this is what is bringing the value of the dollar to nil. And when the value of the dollar goes to nil, you'll have inflation like you've never seen the rest of your life, and we'll all be extremely poor. That's the way it's going to work. They want to do that. The Democrats want to do that. It's time to punish America. So they're piling on debt after debt after debt. The bill always comes, uh, comes due. The president and his team, they don't want to make any cuts whatsoever. They just want the debt ceiling to go up and continue to add spending on top of spending. So the debt ceiling goes up again. Now, Schumer and Biden and all them, they've been trying to get rid of the debt ceiling where there won't be any limits whatsoever. And you know what? They might get that done. And I hated to see that Republicans yesterday voted to raise the debt ceiling. Joe is on the campaign trail. Number two here, Jimmy. And he has chosen, of course, Kamala to be there. Now, Van Jones is all up inside of Democrat politics. He says, effectively, Kamala is running for president because Joe's so old that he's not going to make it. This is Van Jones. Now, Van Jones, you don't you don't get any more communist, socialist kind of guy, left wing, than Van Jones. That's him. Uh, he is a political hack for the left. But he's at least being honest that Joe's too old. Joe's not going to make it. And Kamala's running for president. So let's hear the future president of the United States. And so don't get in our way, because if you do, we're going to stand up, and we're going to organize, and we're going to speak up, and we're going to say, we're not having that. We're not playing that. <laughs> ah, one more time, Jimmy. The future president of your great country, ladies and, and gentlemen. And so don't get in our way, because if you do, we're going to stand up, and we're going to organize, and we're going to speak up, and we're going to say, we're not having that. We're not playing that. We're not playing that. All right, Jim, go go quickly. I've got a couple of seconds here. Go right ahead, sir. Uh, okay, I just have to tell you, they talk about this debt sin. We can't go broke. Here's I can tell, we was broke $31 trillion well, dollars course, ago when we went broke. That's exactly right, Jim. Thank you very much. Back in a minute, i got some Tucker news for you. Trey Ware, KTSA. This is Dr. Mark Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. You can call or text that number. I got another number for you. That's for our pledge line to call up and say the pledge of allegiance, and then listen for yourself on the radio. That number is two one zero six five four fifty one fifty five. Just a voicemail. You can leave it uh, recorded there. Two one zero six five four fifty one fifty five. There are two guys in our country right now that have that probably the the, the biggest targets on their backs, and uh, not named uh, Biden or Trump either one. They are Ron DeSantis and Tucker Carlson. Now, I'm going to get to Tucker in just a couple of seconds about the target on his back. But as far as Ron DeSantis is concerned, the governor of Florida, let's talk about the Disney suit real quick because you're going to start to see a lot of this kind of stuff. And and, and the American media being pushed by ABC. Who owns ABC? Anybody know? Disney. So ABC has already chosen a side. And when you hear them on our uh, top-of-the-hour news, when you see them on KSAT or anywhere else, they have chosen a side for two reasons. Number one, they are owned by Disney for the time being. And number two is they have got to destroy Ron DeSantis. And I go back to, again, the American media, ABC included, is working for the government. They are propagandists for 
the left-wing Democrat destructive force in America. And so now Disney is suing the governor because he's violating their right to make money and they can't do commerce and all blah, 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 that you hear the reason that they're doing it. Let's be perfectly clear why this is going on. Disney wants their cake and they want to eat it too. And they are one of the far leftist organizations that's trying their damnedest to destroy the United States and the American family. Why, why would Disney... Why would the left be wanting to destroy the American family? Well, the American family is everything, okay? And if you're going to instill any form of socialism or communism, you have to remove that bond that is the American family. Read Marx. He'll explain all that to you in the Communist Manifesto. But the, the, the family is the first church. The family is the first school. The family is the first hospital. And if you want to instill or install a secular government without any reference to God whatsoever, you have to break up the American family. This started decades ago when they started to incentivize the divorce of mom and dads. And they started to incentivize moms squirting babies out like, you know, rabbits. And no daddy had to be there for for mama to receive any kind of uh, sustenance. And daddy would disappear while a welfare check would come, and then daddy come back at night. That's how it worked. For years, it still does. And it's incentivizing families to break up. Well, you know, Disney's all about that. They're all, you know, all these major corporations, whether it's Bud Light or Disney, whoever, they're all about that right now. So they wanted their cake to eat it, too. For, for about five decades, they've had the opportunity in Florida to not pay taxes. Better sweet deal for them. They ran their own fire department, their own police department. They ran their own world inside of Disney World and around Disney World and all that. And didn't pay taxes. And along comes Ron DeSantis and the moms and dads of Florida, of Florida, his state, come to him and say, why is there hardcore porn, child porn, in our schools? And DeSantis said, we need to get rid of the child porn in the schools. And I'm talking about actual folks the reading material that little children in your schools is nothing more than child porn. It's exactly what it is. It's graphic descriptions of children having sex with adults, etc. And Ron DeSantis and the legislature down in Florida said, this has got to end. Well, Disney said, no, it doesn't. We, we support this. And Disney and, and ABC came up with Don't Say Gay. It was a complete, contrived, left-wing marketing, just like assault weapon ban or assault weapons. That's what Disney came up with. The Democrats came up with Don't Say Gay. They never said that. You can say gay all day long. Gay, 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 gay. But you have to use the accent. And so anyway... uh Disney says, no, we, we think that they ought to be teaching this child porn stuff in the schools. And they fought the legislature, and they were fighting the moms and dads in Florida because the moms and dads in Florida were the ones who wanted those books pulled. Not trying to censor the books, trying to take them away from kids. You don't let your kids go over here to Megaplex and wander through there, do you? We have laws against that kind of thing. But they can go to the school library and get this, just the same. It's nonsense. So anyway, they pass the bill. DeSanta signs it into law. Disney loses their minds. So they said, you know what? We're going to look at this Reedy Creek thing where you don't have to pay any taxes. And they did. And the legislature in Florida decided to yank the Reedy Creek thing and say, no, you ought to pay, pay taxes just like everybody else. Just like everybody else. Why do you get special dispensation? Just because your name is Disney. And so they passed it, and they got rid of it, and they instilled a, a new board that was going to run the show. Well, Bob Iger, one of the biggest cheats and left-wing uh, people in America, decides to go around the board that was set up by the state government and do his own thing anyway. Two middle fingers coming from the head of Disney to the state. Um, I just have a question. And now Disney is suing the state. 
for you left-wingers over there that support all this crap, support Disney and support ABC, owned by Disney, propaganda network, for you left-wingers and you Democrats who support that, um, <clears throat> what happened to you want the rich to pay their fair share? You see, <clears throat> Disney makes billions of dollars every year. A lot of it comes out of China, by the way. But they make billions and billions every year. And they don't have to pay taxes? Wait a minute. If you got a corporation that's making... I'm just speaking to you Democrats. you got a corporation that's making billions... I thought you guys wanted the rich to pay their fair share. That they're not paying enough. And nobody under 400 grand is going to have to pay more. Only the wealthy have to pay more. It seems to me that the legislature and the governor of Florida, Ron DeSantis, are on your team on this one. That they're telling a major corporation, billions and billions and billions every year, you have to pay your fair share. <laughs> and he got it done. You know, that's something Joe hadn't been able to do on a national level, but DeSantis got it done in his own state. He's got a major corporation worth billions, making billions in profit, and uh, he's making them pay their fair share. Sounds like a Democrat plan to me. Back in a minute, Trey Ware, KTSA. Gold. If you be- 550 KTSA Morning News with Trey Ware appear courtesy of the Stevens Roofing Newsmaker Hotline. So, in the last segment, I went through this uh, huge effort, this undertaking that is uh, being done by the Democrat uh, destructive left to go after Ron DeSantis. He's got a big uh, target on his back. They're not afraid of Trump. They think they can beat Trump. They really do. The Democrats do. But they are really afraid of Ron DeSantis. That's why I'd like to see the two of them come together. But they're really afraid of DeSantis. They're very concerned. And i got to tell you, after seeing the press conference in Israel this morning, they should be afraid of Ron DeSantis. If that's the way he handles press conferences like he did in Israel today, uh, he'll, he'll own Joe Biden's rear end. By the, and, and by the way, Joe's not going to be the nominee. I'm, I'm convinced that he won't be the nominee. I'm convinced, ever more so, that the chances are becoming increasingly real that Michelle Obama will be their choice, that they're going to throw her in there because she's tough to beat. She will be tough to beat in the general election but we'll talk about that a little bit later on the other guy who's got a big target on his back and by the way the you know disney and abc are running the attack on ron DeSantis, but the the entire democrat machine is in that and if you just listen with an open ear and pay attention to how they say what they say you'll you'll recognize that the 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 leaders of it if you will the tip of the spear is disney and abc trying to bring down uh, Ron DeSantis before he can run for president of the United States because they feel like they have a a formidable opponent there and they do they have a very formidable opponent in uh, in Ron DeSantis but there's also a huge effort that is about to be undertaken watch the next several days to destroy Tucker Carlson okay I think what you're going to see is uh, you know people emerging saying Tucker said this or would say that well I'll give you an example Megan McCain remember her uh, John McCain's daughter. Ben Dominich's wife, you've seen Ben on Fox News. Aha, okay, well, she has written a uh, piece, a uh, opinion piece for the Daily Mail today in which she just slashes Tucker with a knife, goes after him bit after bit. Why? Because at one time, Tucker took in after Ben on the air and <laughs> called him a buffoon. <laughs> and, and if you've listened to what Ben says, he is. He, he really kind of, that's, that, you know, the truth hurts. But he really kind of is. He parrots what the uh, establishment once said, and uh, Tucker doesn't stand for that. In the words of Kamala, we don't play that way. So she's taken in after him, but this is only the beginning. There's going, you're going to hear a lot of this. You're going to hear this producer who was a plant, in my view, to go in and rack up hours and hours and hours of tape and all these emails and everything to paint this story a la J6 when the Democrats painted the story, wrote the story, made it up, you know, about how what happened to J6 and all that, that I think the Democrat operatives and probably the deep state has have put her in place. She doesn't work there anymore. Abby's her name, right? I think it's Abby. And she's going to be very, uh, she's going to be propped up. She's going to be on all the networks. She's going to be probably roasted and taken care of and all that kind of stuff. 
Um, so you're going to see that. You're going to start to see people say things about Tucker Carlson and all this stuff over the next coming days as they're trying to destroy him. Why? Well, there's several reasons why. These are not in any kind of order, but there's several reasons why they, they want to and need to destroy Tucker. One of them is to send a message to the other hosts. All the Fox hosts already got the message. You shut your mouth. You talk about what we want you to talk about. Don't you get out of line. And if you do get out of line, remember that guy that used to work in the 8 p.m. slot? Remember? He's driving a golf cart now down in Florida. That'll be you, Hannity. That'll be you, Laura. That'll be you, Martha. That'll be you if you get out of line. And that's the message that is sent. And you don't have to say it, although they do say it a lot of times. In fact, Rupert Murdoch does not like any mention of God whatsoever. And Tucker gave a speech two days before he was fired where he said, take a minute and say a prayer for our country. He was speaking to the Heritage Foundation. He said, I'm talking to you. I'm not talking to you some zealot uh, Christian. I'm an Episcopalian. (laughs) And he said, take a minute and pray for our country. Rupert Murdoch can't stand that. He ran Glenn Beck off because of it. They would come down to Glenn's office and scream at him and tell him to shut up. Rupert's kids. You need to quit saying, do not say the word God. Don't say the word God. Then they would call him back into their offices, and they would say, do you know how many times you said God this week? And Beck would say, I have no idea. I don't know. (laughs) Well, it's 42 times this week alone. Quit saying it. You know, that kind of thing. So they're going after Tucker. And they're sending a message to all the other hosts everywhere. You get out of line. You don't do what we want you to do. You don't read that script that Trey Ware in Texas keeps talking about, and we're going to get you. Second of all, they don't want him to have a voice during the campaign. They do not want him on the air anywhere in the upcoming campaign. Why? Because he's such an influencer on the air that when he says whatever he says, he's going to influence votes in this country. And they can't have that. That's why they did it now. They got rid of him now, prior to the campaign, when everybody's ramping up to pull that 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 um, that rug out from underneath any kind of opposition to the the line that they want read. Any kind of opposition to what they write. Remember, I was telling you about that. How they write this, the script for all these radio and television stations everywhere. And the big networks, they write the script for it, except for Tucker Carlson. They're not writing his script. And so they got to get rid of him so that everybody will say and do what they want said and done. So they don't want him to have a voice during the campaign. They also are going after him. And watch, it'll, it'll begin in the next few days. As they will try to destroy him, they want to scare off any suitors. Anybody who may be thinking about hiring Tucker Carlson, they want to try to scare snot out of them. And what they're going to do is they are going to so drag him through the mud and the muck that anybody who would consider giving him a gig is going to have to go, "Mm, I don't know if I can be associated with you. You, I don't know about that. Now we got this, and now you got that, and now you got this and that and the other. And I don't know that we, you know, we can't have our brand sullied by being associated with somebody like you. that's Those are the three main reasons. Not probably other reasons. But you watch. In the coming days, the attacks on Tucker Carlson are going to ramp up. Not go down. They're going to get more intense. Because they they got to send messages to other hosts. Don't you mess around with what we're trying to do here. Secondly, they don't want him to have a voice during the campaign, and they want to scare off suitors as well. By the way, they already ran off half their audience. He averaged 3.2 million viewers. They're down to about 1.5 million viewers. He did break his silence last night. Let's listen to a little bit of it here, Jimmy, as we go to the news. Let's listen to Tucker here, cut number uh, three, calling out the media. Here's Tucker from last night. Good evening. It's Tucker Carlson. One of the first things you realize when you step outside the noise for a few days is how many genuinely nice people there are in this country. Kind and decent. News with Trey Ware. Now on FM 1071. Congresswoman Myra Flores is going to join me this half hour. We're going to talk about this new bill that's going to put armed guards in the schools across Texas. That's coming up right here on KTSA. But first, let me congratulate you and tell you you did a great job here by getting in touch with the folks over at the San Antonio Board of Realtors. 
Uh, they had a meeting yesterday. They had a board meeting yesterday in which my name was taken in vain a few times. <laughs> well, what they've done is they elected a bunch of liberals over there. Apparently, apparently so. And I don't, I really don't care. But they, they, they you know, uh, they, they had some some things to say about my position on issues, and that's fine. I, I, I really don't care. The, look, the the ends justify the means. However, we get there is important, and the San Antonio Board of Realtors. Remember, I've been talking to you about them. Uh, I started to call them out uh, a few weeks ago because they had they would refused to to take a position on Prop A, which when you refuse to take a position on something, that means you're for it. You're silently for it, right? Because you're not trying to fight against it. So it's like I'm just keep my mouth shut and this thing will pass. We ha, it'd be great. And we 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 know that the the, the new board head, uh, president of the board, and all that she's she's a liberal, and several members of that, and they they probably they probably are cool with Prop A. I don't know. They wouldn't talk to us. They wouldn't take a position. So, but you kept it up. You did great. And as of yesterday, they had a a close board. I, I think they took a vote or something, and it was like three to two or whatever. Whatever it turned out to be, I can look up the the numbers again from the people who were sending me the info. You're not going to find it in the press anywhere. The press is not going to talk about this. But the reason that I went after the San Antonio Board of Realtors and called them out is because it's going to affect realty in San Antonio if it passes. And they should be the tip of the spear in saying, no, we're not going to support something that's going to destroy real estate values in San Antonio, which this does everywhere. Wherever they do these soft-on-crime bills. People start losing everything because you are saying crime is okay. And so people don't want to buy houses, and businesses certainly don't want to be associated in a city. And I pointed them all out to you over and over again. So finally yesterday they had a vote, San Antonio Board of Realtors, and they put this thing out. Vote against Proposition A, general election, Saturday, May 6, 2023. Why vote against? And they list several reasons why. What is Prop A? And they list some of the stuff here. This is all on their tear sheet that I got. How to help, and this is what you do. Make sure you're registered. Here's how you get registered if you're not registered. And vote against Proposition A and educate your friends and family. I'll call that the, the, the circle of influence and all that. But l- listen, I don't I don't care if my name's taken in vain or <laughs> if I'm cussed and cursed. It doesn't matter. What what I care about is that we stop this dead in its tracks and we marshal all the forces and nobody gets to sit on the sidelines. You don't get to sit this one out. You don't. It's that important to San Antonio. And I got to tell you, the early voting numbers are terrible. Nobody's going and voting. Now, I understand it's Fiesta Week and all that kind of stuff, and we're all working and all that. And I'll just wait till Saturday, May six, and I hope, I hope everybody uh, that can that is is registered to vote goes and votes. But here's what I'm, here's what I'm thinking. <laughs> if you're opposed to Prop A, you got to really, you know, every time we have these terrible numbers of voter participation in Bear County, where it's you know twelve or thirteen percent, and I hear, my God, you know, twelve or thirteen percent is not going to change the world. Well, if the numbers are super low, that means your impact is higher. Okay. Lower number of of voters turning out, you going and voting the conservative principles, and that means against Prop A, that means you have more power in your vote. So please, continue to tell everybody that you know on your social media where you are, when you go there, at the restaurant, tell the waitress at the restaurant that her job is in jeopardy. Get her attention. Your job's in jeopardy if, if Prop A passes. Because that's a fact. You're not lying. You are telling the truth. And we need more of that, more truth-tellers. So I want to congratulate the board at the San Antonio Board of Realtors. Welcome to the party. It's about time. You t- you sat it out way too long. Don't do that next time. But listen, congratulations. You put out a piece that said we're voting against it. it. This is why it was so critically important. They represent, I don't know how many, probably thousands of realtors in San Antonio. Be my guess. I don't know. The number's high. And... A lot of these realtors didn't even know Prop A was going on. They're not politically in tune. They don't know what's happening in politics and all. So a lot of them didn't even know that their very existence as a realtor, as a broker, as a mortgage finance specialist, was at risk. They had no clue. Because nobody had said anything. And that was the intent of the board. They were just going to let it lay low, fly low, fly to the radar, and go ahead. And, and I'm sure for many of the liberals over there who don't like me, uh, have it passed. Well, you know, 
you got to take a position on these things. So it's just like the three uh, council members who got up and walked out when the vote came to put it on the ballot, and they got away. That was a yes vote. If you believe in your conviction, then you vote your conviction. You don't get up and walk out. And so anyway, that's good Good for the San Antonio Board of Realtors. Uh, good on you, the listeners of, of this show, for marshalling your forces and getting in touch with them and letting them know and talking to realtors and talking to barbers, talking to restaurant owners and what you're doing. Leave it all on the field, baby. Leave it all on the field. So at the end of the day, regardless of what the score is, at least we're going to be able to say we gave it everything we had. And that's all anybody can ask. By the way, you can still replace the mayor. (laughs) You can get rid of him. Toss his socialist rear end right out on Loop 410 where it belongs. Make him be selling shoes or furniture or something like that. Maybe his wife get him a job at H-E-B. Bag groceries. Send him packing. You can still vote against Ron Nuremberg. And, oh, here's another reason to vote against Ron Nuremberg. Yesterday, he put up a deal on his IG account that uh, Planned Parenthood gives him a 100% rating and a full endorsement. Planned Parenthood is the largest provider of abortions in America. They do more abortions than anybody else. Aborting the little ones pays, huh, Ron? You get the endorsement of Planned Parenthood. That's that's actually not uh, that that's a that, that's a real uh, badge of shame, not a badge of honor. That's one you don't want. And if and, and if you get that one, if you get the endorsement of Planned Parenthood, you're doing a lot of things wrong, not right. Because those organizations like that 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 perform abortions or pay for abortions or have anything to do with the abortion industry is. It's awful what they're behind and what they support. It's awful what the mayor supports when it comes to abortion. Guns in schools to protect our kids. Myra Flores joins me next. I'm going to tell you about Stevens Roofing. Great folks at Stevens Roofing. We've had these storms come through. Looks like uh, tomorrow night, uh, Friday night, we might have another one. But, uh, you know, when these things come through this time of year, they can bring hail. They can bring winds. They can bring a lot of rain at one time. And they can bring some serious wins. And that's why you want to get in touch with Stevens Roofing. They'll give you a free roof inspection. They know what to look for. Because they're San Antonio folks, they know our weather here. They're not out-of-towners, right? So they know what to look for. They know how to pick up the shingles. They know how to look at the flashing. They know how to look at the uh, the caulking around the vent pipes and so on to make sure it's all good. And if you need repair work, you know, they're going to do the minimal to make it all good. But if you need a new roof, nobody's going to build a better roof for you than Stevens Roofing will. Stevens Roofing, Stevens Roofing. Net. That's stevensroofing.net. Here's that AccuWeather forecast. Increasing amounts of sun today, 86 for your high. Tomorrow's going to be sunny with highs about 86. And then again, those storms Friday night into early Saturday morning. But Saturday looks all right for all the Fiesta activities. Might be some rain or some sprinkles in the morning. But later on in the day, particularly for the Flambeau, Saturday night looks good. 72 and partly sunny on Saturday. Right now it's 62 at KTSA. Good morning. We'll start with some good news. Facebook, Twitter, and online at KTSA.com. All right, 620 Trey Ware here on KTSA, 210-599-5555. I was so happy when Myra Flores won the 34th Congressional District. She fought hard, worked uh, many, many hours, and is making an impact already in the very early stages of her career in D.C. And she's joining me now on the Stevens Roofing uh, Newsmaker Hotline. Congresswoman, thank you very much for your time this morning. I appreciate you being here. No, thank you so much for having me. I'd like to talk about the school safety bill, if we can, for just a minute here, which uh, has now making its way through the uh, the Texas legislature. Um, y- your thoughts, first of all, on the bill, and what does the bill actually do? Well, it's time that we, you know, secure our schools. You know, I'm a proud Second Amendment supporter, and I believe that we need to protect our Second Amendment, but we do need to invest in securing our schools and arming our schools and making sure that we have you know, top security in every single school. You know, we send billions of dollars to foreign countries. It's time that we invest in our children. So this bill will invest in making sure that every school has a, a law enforcement presence. You know, right across the hallway from you guys in the in the Capitol over in the Senate, uh, Rick Scott down in Florida has introduced uh, legislation in the Senate that would take that uh, all that money for the 87,000 IRS agents that was in the Inflation Reduction Act and put an armed guard or more armed guards in every school in America. I love this. I, I love that, and I love what the Texas legislature is doing as well. 
Right. In my time in office, I didn't, you know, just I finished my term in January, but I had introduced as well a bill that would take the money uh, away from the IRS and invest that money in our children. You know, they're worth they're worth investing in their future, and they are not they don't feel safe right now. That's the honest truth. They don't feel safe. Teachers don't feel safe. Parents don't feel safe dropping off their their children. So. We want to be able to give them that peace of mind, and we want children to be able to go to school and learn and not worry about, you know, someone coming into school and and shooting and yeah. ending their life. Well, uh, Donald Trump said, the president said a couple of uh, days ago, that where there are armed people inside the school, trained and armed, teachers or whatever may be the case, uh, shootings in those schools is less than 5%. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, I, a lot of teachers that I've spoken with, you know, feel that they have already a lot and don't want to have that responsibility of having, you know, um, a firearm themselves. But it's not, no one is forcing any teacher, but if a teacher feels comfortable um, having one and has been gone through the training, I think it's a great idea as well. You know, I, I don't go anywhere without mine, and if I was a teacher, I certainly wouldn't go in the classroom without mine as well because that's what we know works. And, and Nashville Nashville and Uvalde are two contrasting responses to, to school shooters and, and should get every everybody in America should realize what saves the lives of people in schools when there's an active shooter is a good guy with a gun. We saw in Uvalde, sadly, we had all the guys who showed up with their guns. We we're talking about law enforcement, and they kind of didn't go down the hallway, didn't didn't advance toward the shooter, and the shooter was able to shoot for you know another hour or so before anybody showed up that would go down the hallway and take them out. In Nashville, just a month ago, that was completely different. You had those officers show up. They heard her upstairs. They immediately climbed up the stairs and killed her before she could kill any more students or staff. We know that good guys with guns in those situations actually work. So I'm in favor of what we see happening. Before I let you go, I wanted to change subjects real quick here, a subject that is near and dear to your heart, and, of course, that's the border. We've had an absolute crisis at the border since uh, Joe Biden has been in office. They have collapsed the border. There is no uh, rule of law that can be exercised at the border right now. And our agents, whom you are very close to, and people that we know, they're working really, really hard. But this government, the United States government, is working against them, bringing fentanyl across the border, uh, slavery across the border, human trafficking across the border, so on and so forth. And now, to incentivize people to come here illegally even more, on top of the $800 cash that we give them and cell phone that we give them when they arrive here, now Joe Biden is going to give them free Obamacare, which will only incentivize more people to to come up here. And in just a few short weeks, we have Title 42 going away. And I have been reading about how the hospitals are trying to ramp up preparedness for Title 42. Our agents are out in the water in the Gulf of Mexico and in other places right now training for water rescues in the Rio Grande. All that is going on right now because there are some forty to 50,000 people waiting across the border to flood in the United States when Title 42 goes away. Your thoughts? Unfortunately, we're not prepared for it either. You know, we've been knowing Title 42 was coming to an end, and Washington is failing to address it. We should be having, you know, something already passed in the House, in the Senate, putting in some restrictions to stop this. Because we've been knowing that Title 42 was going to end. And we're not ready for it. We can't rely, uh, unfortunately, on Biden. He has done nothing and will do nothing for for our country. But we got to do our part in Congress, and we got to put pressure on the Senate to do something as well. Right now, we have a chaos in Bronzeville. We have over a thousand migrants coming in every single day. Right now, as we speak, can you imagine what it's going to be like? after uh, May 11th. And just a few days ago, we found a precious little girl, eight years old, that had been raped over 67 times. Yeah, I know. If that that doesn't make you sick, if that doesn't make you 
upset, outraged. I don't know what else will. And I don't care what side you're on. I am sick and tired that southern border has been politicized because it's not political. Wanting to keep the American people safe, wanting to keep these children that are being used, that are being trafficked into the United States, exploited as well, should not be politicized. I don't care where they're from. We should protect these children. And the Biden administration has lost track of 85,000 children. Mm -hmm. 85,000 children. They have no idea where they are. are potentially, yeah, they don't know where they're at. They're potentially being sold to child sex trafficking. Oh, yeah. Exploited in our country. It's it's really disgusting. Well, you mentioned the 8-year-old that was raped 67 times. She's just representative of who knows how many others, right, that have going through the same thing. We also know that there are children that are working overnight in slaughterhouses and things like that to pay back the cartels for, for getting them here. Uh, the, the human trafficking issue that our government is in, involved with, that they are facilitating, mm-hmm. is absolutely, absolutely. Dis- it's disgusting. Now, yesterday, after my show, I had to go tend to some business out west, so I was between here and Del Rio going back and forth. And uh, and, and it, what people don't understand, and I encourage our listeners to go out there, because what people don't understand is the number of encounters that are happening all along Highway 90. I can't tell you. I couldn't count how many I came across yesterday between DPS, local forces, and Border Patrol on Highway 90 in that entire area running up and down there, which I did yesterday. Uh, it, I couldn't count how many how many uh, you know officers were pulling people over, trucks and vans, getting people out, pulling them out, standing them on the side of the road. I mean, it, it is just out of control what's happening in our country. Myra, I got to let you go. I appreciate your time this morning, and as thank always, you so thank much. you. God and bless you. You too, Myra Flores, uh, District Thirty Four. Great to have her on the show this morning. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. There's another Biden failure this time in Sudan. But wait until I tell you. The real danger to the world, if you're not even thinking about Sudan, what is Sudan? It has nothing to do with me. Oh, it might, and I'll tell you how. After the news, I want to tell you about Lifestyles Unlimited and investing in real estate, just smart biz, you know? Uh, being diversified in your portfolio and having investments in several different areas is really smart. And smart money, the, 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 the people who have a lot of it, they understand how to invest in real estate, how to compound their investments in real estate, and have those investments grow and really start to make profits for themselves and financial freedom for their family. That's why they call the website financialfreedom.com, financialfreedom.com. That's the name of the website. Just log on there. Use my name, Ware, W-A-R-E, because you get really good discounts when you do that. But they're going to teach you how to invest in real estate, how to find the mortgages, you know, arrange for the money, how to rebuild those properties so you can sell them at a big profit and move on to the next one or the next one. They'll show you how to put that all together i loved it when i did it and i know that they'll uh, they'll do a great job teaching you they always do and they have been doing that for more than 30 years that's financialfreedomlivestream.com the promo code is where w-a-r-e listen carefully if you're between ages 65 much like a one-party state right that's a depressing realization but it's not permanent our current orthodoxies won't last they're brain dead nobody actually believes them Hardly anyone's life is improved by them. This moment is too inherently ridiculous to continue, and so it won't. Well, and he also, speaking of brain dead, uh, we we have a president who is running for re-election who can't even allow reporters to ask him honest questions. He is given the name of the reporter, a picture of the reporter when he calls on them, and their question and his answer is written on a card in front of him. How do we know? Because yesterday in the Rose Garden, that's exactly what happened. The, the, uh, an enterprising photographer was able to smuggle out a picture showing that he's holding a card. Here's your first question, sir. And it's the L.A. Times reporter, and it's her picture so he knows what she looks like. And here's the question, and here's your answer. All on a card in front of him. And he can't even get it right when he's got it written in front of him. He starts to go off script and mumble and fumble and talk about his grandpa. Grandpa, grandpa, grandpa. That's where we are. And uh, I've told you many times that this media in this country is working for the destructive Democrat parties, the one-worlders, who are destroying our country. That's what they are doing. 
and they are nothing more or less than propagandists from abc to cbs to nbc now to fox to cnn all the rest of them they're propagandists now it's all over the internet concerning this card that this la times reporter wrote the question gave it to the administration so they could vet the question and da, 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 blah, blah. i don't believe that's true that's bad enough okay that makes you a state-run media service right there right they all do it by the way with the exception i think of peter Ducey, and i'm not too sure how much longer he's going to be independent right so they all do it they all do what you saw happen with this reporter from the la times yesterday he has the questions he has the answers he has their pictures all in front of him while they go through the question and answer period it's all fake it's kabuki theater but instead of her writing the question and giving it to the administration, I think it's the other way around. I think just like the scripts you hear in the news, just like the scripts you see on the television, I think that's written by the central organization that writes this stuff out. They disseminate it through AP, through Reuters, through the New York Times, the Washington Post. It goes out all across America, and they just read the script. They don't stop. Do you think that guy on television stops and goes, is this true? That's what journalists do. Journalists stop and they say, is this true? They don't do that. They just read the script. And many of them, word for word, some of them will change a word or two, but most of them are word for word. And if you've ever been online and you've seen the people that put these compilations together of all these news people saying the exact same thing, the exact same words, at the exact same time at the 6 p.m. or the 10 p.m. news, then you know exactly what I'm talking about. And that's a prime example of it yesterday. Well, we've got another Biden failure in foreign politics uh, or foreign policy. Now we've got another embassy that has fallen in America, this time in Sudan. Sudan. We've had to be pulling our people out of Sudan like crazy left and right. And it's another Biden failure here in, in foreign policy, just like uh, Af- Afghanistan was. How many embassies have we lost? I think we're up to five embassies now that he has lost us, and we have no footprint in these in these nations. And you may say, well, so what? It's in Sudan. What do I care about what's happening in Sudan? Let me explain to you. Just like in Ukraine, there is a hazardous biolab in Sudan. May I ask why? Obviously, the hazardous biolab that's in Sudan is not Sudanese. Obviously. They don't have the money, the wherewithal, the scientific background. They don't have any of that to be able to have their own. It's not a Sudanese uh, hazardous biolab. It's ours. What the hell are we doing with biolabs, hazardous biolabs all over this world? Like Ukraine. That's why we're there, by the way. That's why we have our special forces there. To make sure the nukes are not captured by Putin and the world is not blown up and to make sure the, the hazardous biolab materials do not make it out. This biolab in Sudan is in Khartoum. There is a broad range of biological chemical materials like measles and cholera pathogens that are stored there. The rebels have taken it over, and the power has now been shut off. And so the blood bags containing materials like measles and cholera are beginning now to degrade. When they degrade, that stuff will escape. When that stuff escapes, there's no stopping it. Hello, Wuhan lab. Oh, did I mention we're entering into another presidential contest? Wouldn't it be interesting if we had something break out that came out of Sudan? Hmm. So this is where we are, with a failed administration, has no idea, no clue what they're doing, and now we've got another biolab hazard, and by the way, this isn't just me, you can look it up yourself, the World Health Organization is screaming about this and saying the threat of these hazardous materials coming out of this biolab in Sudan is extremely high. This is not tiddlywinks, we're not playing around here, this is no game. It's extremely high that these pathogens are going to escape from this biolab in Sudan. That, the price of your eggs and everything else going up every day, you want to reelect this fool? You want to reelect this guy? You want to put him back in power? You want him to have another four years? Which, as we know, he won't make it. So it's going to be... And and look, Van Jones, who's a far leftist Democrat on CNN, said it yesterday. It's not him 
Cut, cut number two, uh, Jimmy. It's not him that's running for re-election. Kamala Harris is running to be president right now, and they're trying to rehabilitate her image. Well, good luck when she's giving speeches like this. And so don't get in our way, because if you do, we're going to stand up, and we're going to organize, and we're going to speak up, and we're going to say, we're not having that. We're not playing that. Oh, God. God, save this country. Please save this country before we are totally destroyed. All right, quick break. Coming right back here on KTSA, your calls at 210-599-5555. Shirts Funeral Home, what a great place. And they're here for you as a great family organization. Shirts Funeral Home will get you what you need to know about planning a funeral. And funeral planning is not something we often think about, right? Uh, not something we, we wake up in the morning saying, hey, it's time to plan a funeral. No, but when you need to do that, and sometimes you need to because timing, sometimes you need to just because it's the right thing to do for your family, your friends over at Church Funeral Home will be there to walk you through the process, explain all the uh, products, materials that are available, how a service goes and how you arrange certain things concerning the service if you've never done it before. They'll just help you through the entire process. That's your family funeral home at Church Funeral Home at 210-658-9224. Do you know what a prosthodontist is? Baker Hotline. First time I saw this song live, Sunken Gardens Theater. This is war. Let it play, Jimmy T. Let it play. The low rider is a little higher. That and Tiara with Together, two San Antonio super classic songs. Oh, the other one was uh, You're My Everything, Santa Esmeralda. Remember that? Yeah. Between Santa Esmeralda, I could do an entire San Antonio radio station with War and Lowrider. Santa Esmeralda, You're My Everything, and, and Tiara Together. Ooh. What about uh, I'm Your Puppet? That's a huge... Yeah, B- Bobby and James huge. Purify, man. The Purify Brothers, yes, you could do that, too. There's many and, kids that have been born because of that song and, in this oh, city. Oh, yeah, and let me toss in the Chai Lights with Have You Seen Her? The Chai Lights. Yeah, that's Trey, can you one. Can you put the Chai Lights? Where do you want to put it? In the radio. <laughs> that's how they used to request it. <laughs> it's true. It's true, man. All right, so we talk a lot about AI and how AI is, is transforming our world and how they're, uh, you know, nose under the camel's tent or whatever, however they say that stuff, right? And uh, why would anybody want to do something that's going to be so destructive to the future of America? Well, let me tell you why they're doing it and why more and more American business is going to do it, and you're going to do it too. You're going to do AI too. And uh, it will end up controlling humanity. <laughs> Just letting you know, man. That's the that's the uh, end game. It is going to end up controlling us. We're not going to we're not going to control it. All right, but let me tell you what's going on right now. China's way ahead of us in utilizing AI for business, and it's saving them trillions of dollars. So American industry is starting to wake up to it now. The construction industry in um, America, well, actually worldwide. Let's just say worldwide. The construction industry itself is about a ten trillion dollar sector of the global economy. Ten trillion dollars, right, annually. And they have a hard time uh, managing inventory, getting bids, searching for uh, items that they need to be able to make whatever it is they're making, supply chain issues and so on. And it can take literally thousands or tens of thousands, really, of man hours of people on the phone and the Internet trying to track down certain items. I need a door. I need a door over here, right? I need a door. I need some paint over there, blah, blah, blah. And you're trying to track that stuff down. And you're trying to find the best cost. You're trying to have people compete, businesses compete, blah, blah, blah. And it, you know, it can hold up a project, and it drives up the costs like crazy, like insanely high. Well, in steps AI. And AI can search for those products hundreds of those suppliers can be contacted all at the same time at the same moment instantaneously without human involvement and it's more efficient so now what's happening is american industry in order to stay price competitive with the chinese they're having to use more and more ai and cut back on their expenses they're doing it to remain competitive with chinese who are way ahead of us others are going to use it to stay competitive with them Here's a prime example. Walmart. 
There's always a price battle with Walmart. You always got there's there's always a fight. That that Walmart, believe it or not, is what ran Levi jeans out of San Antonio to Mexico. Because Levi wanted to sell their jeans in Walmart. Walmart says your top dollar's twenty two dollars for a pair of jeans. This was back then. Your top dollar's twenty two dollars. Levi said, I can't make them in America for $22 a unit. Well, you, then you're not going to sell your jeans in Walmart. And Levi said, no, we have to be in Walmart. And so guess what? We'll leave America in order to meet that price point. Well, that's what's going on with AI. For these companies to remain price competitive, they've got to start integrating more and more AI and control their what? Labor costs. Walmart is doing this too. With one AI, one bot... They can contact at Walmart 2,000 suppliers at one time and get instantaneous quotes and place instantaneous orders with these 2,000. Now, it would take days, if not weeks, for human beings to contact all those suppliers to find out their bottom dollar, to find out if they can fulfill the order, to find out, blah, 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 on and on it goes. You don't have to do that now. You got AI, you got a computer, you've got a bot that can contact every supplier at one time and get an instant uh, response back from those suppliers and place the order and get it there, and, and it just moves flawlessly, seamlessly. Walmart has announced in just two years about 65% of their stores will be serviced by automation. 55% of their fulfillment center volume will move through automated facilities, and the average cost per unit will improve by 20%. Now, if you're in business, if you've ever been in business, you understand if you can save 20% of the cost per unit, 20%, imagine how that's going to transform industry in America. It already is. If I come to you and I show you how on your cost per unit I can save 20%, you bet you're going to do it. You bet you're going to have to do it. Where in Rima coming up next, KTSA. Would you put your family at risk if given a clear choice?